0: This teaching is brought to you by Christian Family Church International. Whilst you remain standing, I want to bless God for Dr. Theo, Dr. Bev. Love you with all of my heart. Thank you for what you mean to this nation. And Dr. Theo, you preach the next session. So he that cometh after me. I'm not worthy to tie your shoelaces. <laughs> Thank you for having me. What an honor. God bless. Amen. You may be seated. Bring your greetings from Port Elizabeth. I want to teach on for a few moments that I have how to lead to serve and then how to serve to lead. It is so that we follow and lead at the same time. Matthew 23 verse 11, but he that is the greatest amongst you shall be your servant. I am so nervous. Holy Ghost, please help me. (laughs) It's not dinner time for you, Dr. Theo. (laughs) Help me, Lord. I've always desired to come close to you. For and now that God has answered that prayer, now I can't handle it, you know. I was I was praying there, Lord, just give me a break tonight. Let somebody come. And then it didn't happen. It's sweet to buy a placard even. I. If I fall, it will not be because of the anointing. <laughs> <laughs> just, just bring me water to help. <laughs> and now, Pastor Nicky ended up that no, on that note. And they expect me to come preach after that. No, no. He is the greatest amongst you, so be the servant of all. Matthew 20, verse 28. The Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve. Paul referred to himself more than five times as a servant rather than as an apostle. And then he said, I labored more abundantly than them all. We don't have a lack of anointed and gifted people in church but we do have a shortage of servants. Now at a time when more than 90% of the church, the New Testament church, was workers and soul winners, at that time Jesus said, the laborers are few. How much more now? Now faith does have works. Do you know that more than 90% of the miracles that happened in my life came because I had to work it with my own hands? God would do it through you. And you need to be available so that he can work through you. Now Joshua served Moses just about his whole life. And you know, Joshua was only activated when he received a WhatsApp that said, Moses, my servant is dead. (laughs) And I don't think that Elisha got a double portion by being slothful and lazy. He had to work a double portion of obedience in order to get a double portion of the anointing. Now, some of the challenges we have in church, we have a whole lot of people that are willing, but they are not able. And when they do it, just because they don't have capacity, don't have, they are not able, don't have ability, have not been trained to do it, they mess up when they do it. But they have a pure heart. And the ones that are able, they are not willing to do it. Now let me share with you that the anointing is transferred by the anointing that you serve. I also believe there is no anointing in rebellion. You might sound anointed when you are rebellion in rebellion. But there is no anointing in rebellion. There's also no anointing in slothfulness. And there is also no anointing in ignorance. I was in America a year or so ago, a few years ago. The gentleman picked me up with a very expensive car. Oh, Lord, help me. I've never driven in such stuff. And and I'm thinking, my standard eight being chauffeured around, this, this kind of luxury, wow. And then he answered a call. And in the call, he, he said, Do the following to the patient and then it's when I realized he's a medical doctor, but he's driving me around that comes from Galvandale in Port Elizabeth. (laughs) And then I brought it back to in South African context. How can it be that as soon as God blesses us, we become too blessed to serve? And how can it be that when God starts to anoint you, that you become too anointed to be a servant? Now, I want everybody to say the following. I've had enough of normal church, and thank God this is not normal church. it is so that born again believers gives their gifts and their talents from Monday to Friday to a boss that pays them something that is called wages, that cannot pay bills. And yet those same born again believers would not take their gifts and talents and sow it within the church so that the body of Christ can benefit and even that you can benefit, so that you may have a hundredfold." Now, Paul said something powerful to Timothy. He said to Timothy, now, Timothy was carrying Paul's parchments, meaning he was just about carrying the the whole library of Paul there, wherever Paul was going. So, every time Paul writes, there was no laptop. He was the laptop. (laughs) Timothy was the laptop. And finally, Paul says to him, the anointing that's upon your life, It came because of the laying on of my hands. People have some strange anointings. And the reason why you have a strange anointing is because you allow strange people to lay hands on you. That was not tested. Now, much of the rules of being kingdom is unwritten. But that does not mean you should not have table manners in church. Now, look at the criteria when Jesus called his leadership. Luke 9.23, take up your cross and follow me. He says, anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself. And then daily, you must take up your cross and follow me. Matthew 18, 21, then Peter came to him and said, Lord, how often shall my brother's sin against me be forgiven? Till seven times. Now, please believe me, there's a couple of people I have forgiven so many times, and I wish that this was never part of the word. <laughs> and then Jesus said unto him, no, not seven, boy, 70 times seven. Now we have people in church that knows everything about the anointing, everything about prophecy, everything about breakthrough, and everything about worship, but they do not know the price tag to walk in forgiveness. And your sins can only be forgiven in the measure that you forgive others. In Matthew 5 21, speaking about the criteria to follow, if anyone forces you to go one mile, go two or the extra mile. I wish I had time this afternoon to share with you how much God has done for me, Jerome Liberty, in just going the extra mile. Just going the extra mile. It's not about the minimum standards. It is what is the price tag of the anointing. The anointing is never cheap and the price tag for the anointing is not negotiable. It is in the sacrifice of the extra mile that the flame on the altar is kindled again. I remember God called me to Port Elizabeth and a lot of demonic activity, a lot of satanic worship and a lot of those activities happening. God spoke to my heart, Get a helicopter. Got a helicopter. Got anointing oil in the helicopter. Had a map, marked all the places where demons gather for worship, and burned them with anointing oil from the top. Planted Bibles at the gates of PE. If you're coming to PE from Joburg side along the end 2 I've planted Bibles. You must come through my anointing there from, Joe, from Cape Town. The same. But listen it's not going to be a normal sacrifice in your giving it's not going to be a normal sacrifice and uh speaking about the criteria to follow many people follow for convenience many people follow for recognition many people follow for a reward i know i wonder how many people will serve in church if your full-time wages is stopped Matthew 10, 37, he who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. He who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. There is a price to pay. And let's talk about something that a lot of people are tempted on. It's called the glory. More people are tempted with the anointing. They get arrogant when they get anointed. I've had one brother that doesn't know three scriptures, printed himself a business card to say he's now a prophet, and he spelled prophet wrong. <laughs> Just wait your time. Don't leave your valley too soon. There are some stuff that you must learn in the valley before you get onto the mountain. And we get tempted with your glory, with the glory. In Luke 9:33. Then it happened as they were parting from him that Peter said to Jesus, Master, is it good for us to be here? Let us make three tabernacles, one for Moses, one for you, one for Elijah. And the last part of the scripture says he was not, not knowing what he said. He wanted the glory, but he didn't know what he was talking about. And so many people wants the glory. Do you not know that the anointing does not come from a whole olive? It comes from a crushed olive. And the olive must be crushed so that your anointing can be shared with the rest. So there's continuously a fight for glory. I've had one brother Dear brother, I said to him, please go minister to God's people. I sent him, he went to go minister. He comes back, he says, his English is different. I thought, my Lord, what happened to you? I give you one preaching assignment and your English changed. He said, Pastor. (laughs) The power of God. And I knew I was in trouble because now he's more anointed than me. How is this going to work? He said, Pastor, the people cried. The people cried. Lord. So when I preach, the people don't cry. you preach once your english change and the people cry but then i had to remind him <laughs> but that was a memorial service i sent to do the. <laughs> Be careful, what you think is the glory and the anointing can mess you up. And in church, there's a continuous fight for the glory. The people that want the microphones are the ones that should not get the microphones. Because the microphones will amplify everything. Matthew 20, verse 20 and 21, a fight for position. Then the mother of the sons of Zebedee came to him with her sons. I can just see this woman, two sons. Okay. <laughs> I mean, these are the kind of guys that goes fire from heaven, barbecue a whole city. They'll burn everybody. (laughs) Jesus says, you've got the power to do this. Just hang on, boys. Hang on. This thing about the anointing is messing you up. Just hold on a sec. And uh, where was I now? (laughs) He said to her, what do you want? She replied, Permit these two sons of mine to sit one on the right, one on the left, in your kingdom. You know how sad it is when people do stuff in the the church purely for a hidden agenda. I want to be seen. They're forever crying out, honorable member. Recognize me. (laughs) Recognize me, honorable member, recognize me. (laughs) You think their hearts are pure, but deep inside they only do it. Give me my moment of fame, my my recognition. One of them sit on the left and the other one sit on the right. Then I want to share with you something else. In Luke 9, verse 41, Jesus answered and said, Oh, faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I bear with you? But he was addressing his disciples that could not heal this young boy. So Jesus said, How long shall I tolerate? How long will I tolerate? I've been teaching you everything concerning life, walking on water, feeding the thousands. And yet, we are still here, grade R, kindergarten. i must still wipe your tears, wipe your noses, clean your nappies. You're supposed to teach others already. How long shall I bear with you? And that was a rebuke. How long shall I bear with you? Now listen, there are so many people that I've learned, Dr. Theo, They enjoy my blessing, they enjoy my anointing, and they enjoy my teaching, but they cannot take my correction. You know how many people have left this fold for another diet that is more diluted because they could not take the diet and the discipline of correction. Gave Prophet Ed taught my notes before the service. So he also quoted from Matthew 16, 23. <laughs> Jesus says, Get thee behind me, Satan. For you are an offense to me. Imagine me, Jerome Liberty has a board meeting with the leadership and tell them, get thee behind me, Satan. <laughs> if they will still serve the vision, if They are being rebuked at that level. How do we know that people's hearts are with you? See if they can take your rebuke. Paul had a bunch of sticks and he made a fire underneath it and snakes comes out. He would have never known there were snakes until he made a fire. You see, Judas was a good man that became bad. And you cannot take it for granted that people started with you 10 years ago with a good heart. Their hearts has not yet failed. You need to make a fire amongst them and see if the snakes will come out. Can they take your rebuke? In Luke 9.55, Jesus says, you don't even know what spirit you are of. And then we have those kind of people that just wants to follow, simply because of what is in it for them, what's in it for me. The kingdom of God is not a world system. This kingdom works on opposite laws. It is in giving that you receive, not in how much you take that you get. And in Matthew 19, verse 27, then Peter said unto him, Look, Jesus, we have left everything to follow thee. Do you see that last portion there? He says, what then will be there for us? We're going to follow you. But we first want to know what's in it for us now who wants to have a leadership around you that are forever looking what can you do for me what can you give for me now in south africa you need to be very careful when you speak along and i will not overstep any of my boundaries of racial and political lines don't get nervous now luke 9:10 And the apostles, when they had returned, they told Him all they had done. When the apostles returned, they told Him all that they have done. Remember Jesus sent them out two by two, go heal the sick, with a job description. So they did the job description, they came back, He says, Lord, hey, even demons are subject to our name. And look what we have done. I'm sure it was a group of colored people, you know. Nobody can brag like colored people. You know, the guy says, look what we have done. Jesus! <laughs> My wife says, it's not colored people, it's you. You like bragging. <laughs> now, I want you to just give me back that scripture. It says, look what we have done. And then Jesus took them aside privately to a deserted place, because they could not handle the anointing. They started bragging about the anointing as if it was their personal accomplishments. And Jesus felt it was not safe for them to be left amongst people. So he took them away privately to a deserted place where there were no people, because they could not handle the anointing. what is in there for us. I want to conclude in this last. Jesus made his final announcement of his death. It's with his leadership. Just before when everybody deserted him and left him, he came to a point where he asked, do you also want to leave me? Just a few loyal women is now around him. And Luke 9.22, he said, the son of man is about to suffer many things. He's rejected by elders and chief priests and scribes. He's about to be killed, gentlemen. He was making an announcement, listen, my death is coming. I'm going to die. And he's going to be raised on the third day. Nothing happened. No concern about his disciples. They were not moved. He's going to die. Do you know how many people are waiting for your death and you think they'll be saddened by you going? You don't believe me? Let's go further in the Scriptures. In Luke 9.44, Jesus had to repeat it. He says, let it sink into your ears for the Son of man is about to die and he's about to be betrayed by many, by men. Verse 45, but they did not understand the saying. It was hidden from them and they did not perceive it and they were afraid to ask him, but look at verse 46, then a dispute rose amongst them, which one of us will take over the ministry? Which one of us will be the greatest? He's going to die, but I walked on water, I can take it. God bless you, Dr. Theo. Amen. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us during this episode of Living Life with Dr. Theo and Bev Volmerans. We hope that through this inspired teaching, you had an encounter with God. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev Volmerans and would like to enjoy more resources, we hope you will visit our website, at www.ChristianFamilyChurch.co.za, or for our American listeners, www.ChristianFamilyChurchSA.com.